for those who don't know who I am, my name is Baba Lotte Kiso, and I have the awesome privilege of leading this church community called Following Jesus. Listen, if you are joining us for the first time, we want to give you a warm welcome, and we want to say to you, we see you, we welcome you, and you hope, we hope that you'll feel at home. And if following Jesus is your home, Saubona food, it's so good that you could join us again. You know, we know that it's tough not seeing each other face to face, but coming together on this platform, engaging, commenting, somehow makes us feel like we are still seeing each other and we are still together. So, so good that we can hang out again today. Fellowship God and glorify his name. Today we're kicking off the series in the book of Acts. And I'm very excited about this because the book of Acts, like I said last week, it's an exciting book. It's a challenging book. But most importantly, it's a book that explains the foundations of what we call Christianity today and what we call church today. So before I start, I just want to play this quick video for you. And yeah, check it out. In my former video, Theophilus, I explained the life of Christ in three minutes. Now I'm going to tell you the rest of the story. After being crucified, Jesus comes back to life and hangs out with the apostles. He tells them that they will receive the Holy Spirit and be his witnesses. Jesus takes off. The disciples are gathered together on Pentecost when the Holy Spirit arrives. Tongues of fire hover over them, hence the logo. The disciples speak in tongues. Peter preaches the first sermon. 3,000 people get saved. God, one, Satan, zero. The end of Acts chapter 2 is written, providing mission statements for churches in the 21st century. Peter heals a lame man and preaches another sermon. Another 2,000 people get saved. Peter and John are thrown in jail. They're released. Peter and John celebrate with the other believers and pray for continued boldness. God rocks the house, literally. Ananias and Sapphira lie about their offering to the church and are struck dead. Contributions skyrocket. The apostles preach again. They are thrown in jail again. An angel releases them. They preach some more. The apostles nominate seven deacons to look after widows and orphans, including Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit. Stephen is stoned. Present at the stoning is a young man named Saul. We'll come back to that later. Persecution breaks out, believers scatter, things look bad for the church. Or do they? Wherever the believers go, they preach the word, thus fulfilling the Great Commission. God to Satan still zero. Philip meets a eunuch, the eunuch is baptized. Meanwhile, Saul is on his way to persecute believers in Damascus when Jesus appears. Saul is blinded, Saul is healed. Saul repents and begins preaching to the same people he intended to persecute. God three, Satan, well, you get the idea. Peter has a vision of unclean animals. Peter has an encounter with unclean Gentiles. He gets it. God has extended salvation to the Gentiles. Major game changer. Herod is eaten by worms. Barnabas and Paul start working together, traveling and preaching the word. By the way, I'm going to call Saul Paul now. I don't have time to explain why. Still with me? In Lystra, crowds attempt to worship Paul and Barnabas as gods. They refuse to be worshipped and are stoned. The Lystrians are a tough crowd. Paul and Barnabas survive. Paul and Barnabas part ways. Paul and Silas team up. Timothy joins Paul and Silas. Paul circumcises Timothy. Paul receives a vision of a man from Macedonia asking for help. The party leaves for Macedonia. Spoiler alert, they are thrown in prison yet again. They sing. An earthquake loosens their shackles, but they stick around to lead the jailer to Christ. Yada, 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 more preaching. In Troas, Paul preaches for so long that a man falls asleep and plummets out a window to his death. The man is resurrected. Paul preaches some more. The man wishes he was dead. Paul returns to Jerusalem, where he is promptly arrested again. He is visited by the Lord, who assures him that Paul will testify about him in Rome. Paul feels better. Paul is transferred to Caesarea, where his case is caught up in red tape for two years. Finally, Paul appeals to Caesar and is put on a fast ship to Rome. The shipwrecks. 
Paul is bitten by a snake. At last, Paul makes it to Rome. He is placed under house arrest and continues to preach the gospel while awaiting trial. And that is all we know of Paul's story. Somewhere in there, he finds the time to write a few letters. Today, they comprise much of the New Testament. The New Testament is also where you'll find the book of Acts. The end. The youngsters say today, as you've just seen with that video, as funny and as engaging as it was, but he goes over lit, uh, is going to be lit. And for us uh, who don't understand that language, it basically just means it's going to be good. So this series is going to be amazing. And my prayer for this series is that um, all of us, our hearts are going to light up and our souls are going to be refreshed. And you know that there is a lot of uh, engagement that we're going to have over this time. So let's get straight into it and hear what God has in store for us. So Jesu Raulebuha, Messiah Waholoka, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is rich. We thank you that your word comforts us. We thank you that your word guides us. So Lord, as we start a new series today, we invite you, come, Lord, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Be with us and stay here. Do work in our hearts. We know that you are here, even through this platform. We know you are here. You are present with us. So, Jesu. We invite you, Lord. Amen, and amen, and amen, and amen. So the book of Acts, imagine, imagine not having the book of Acts in the Bible. So you have your Matthew, your Luke, your John, and your Mark in the Gospels. And after that, you get the epistles, and you get the letters that Paul and other apostles wrote in the New Testament. Imagine how the Bible would, would be like. Because you see, the book of Acts is the bridge between the Gospels, the life of Jesus, and what happened afterwards. And we are told that the book of Acts was written by a guy called Luke. Luke, who was a physician and a doctor. And Luke, the same guy who wrote the book of Luke. And the book of Luke, as we know, is part of the Gospels and is part of uh, the four Gospels that we have. So Luke starts the book of Acts by telling us the story of Jesus after his resurrection. And he tells us about some of the activities that happened over the 40 days that Jesus spent with his disciples before he ascended to heaven. And the book records the last days of Jesus and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in the mobile temples, which is our bodies. And at the time, the bodies of the disciples. And Jesus, sitting with his disciples, from what Luke tells us, he explains to his disciples who are finally getting it, that remember, the kingdom that I've been talking to you about is not the kingdom for this earthly world, but it's a heavenly kingdom. And finally, the disciples who we know that after Jesus' death, there were nowhere to be seen, there were nowhere to be found. But sitting with Jesus over the 40 days clarified things in their minds and convinced them that indeed Jesus was the Messiah. And Jesus explains to them that my kingdom has come because I'm here with you. But my kingdom 
has not yet fully come because I am still yet to return. I first have to go to the Father, sit at the right hand of the Father, and at the right time I will return. And when I return, it will be a glorious time for those who believe in me. So Luke starts this story and explains to us the few days that Jesus spent with his disciples. And until Jesus left, the disciples did not have the Holy Spirit. So Jesus explains to his disciples and he says to them, I'm going back to my father, but you must not leave Jerusalem until the helper comes. And we know today that the helper is the Holy Spirit. So Jesus explains to them and says to them, until the helper comes, I don't want you to leave Jerusalem. And Luke explains in this process that indeed one of the days, 10 days or so after Jesus ascended, indeed the Holy Spirit came. But um, we also believe that the book of Acts is factual, is a factual recording of the events that took place. There are many people out there who don't believe that the Bible as it is, is the word of God. And there are people who believe that the book of Acts is fiction that Luke imagined and wrote down. But we, we believe with other scholars that the book of Acts is an actual, factual history of the events that took place. So we come into the series with that belief and saying that what we are going to be dealing with over the coming weeks is exactly what took place during the time of Luke, of the apostles, and the few days that Jesus spent with his disciples. The other thing we see about this book of Acts is that the book of Acts and the book of Luke, they were written by the doctor, physician, apostle Luke, they were addressed to the same person. And that's why we believe that both these books were written by him. They were both addressed to the same person. And that person was Theophilus. And even though the Bible doesn't tell us exactly who Theophilus was, but scholars believe that Theophilus was a Gentile. Theophilus was at one point part of the high priest group who ended up belonging in the same group that believed in the gospel of salvation brought by Jesus and his death and resurrection. Um, we know that scholars also believe that at some point he was a Roman official who ended up becoming a Christian. And we know that Theophilus uh, means God's lover. And this was another thing that made people believe that this man indeed had fallen in love with God. And that's what his name meant. And we see that the book of Luke and the book of Acts have the same style of writings. And this gives us confidence in believing that indeed it's Luke who wrote both the Gospel of Luke and who also wrote the, 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 the Acts of the Apostles, uh, the, the book that we'll be focusing on now. So we know that just prior to Luke writing this, we know that the disciples of Jesus Christ had scattered after his death and his crucifixion, they went and 
ran away and deserted Christ on the cross. And after that, they went and they were hiding in different places because they were fearful, they were confused, they were disillusioned. And, you know, they, they, they thought, here is the Messiah that we thought was going to rescue us and restore the kingdom of Israel. But here he is being crucified and lying in a tomb. So they all deserted him and they all ran away and they were fearful in whatever space that they found themselves. But we see Luke tells us after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that the disciples were empowered by the Holy Spirit. And that empowerment brought to them confidence. It brought to them boldness. It brought to them, um, uh, you know, a desire to die for a cause. It brought to them sacrifice. It, it brought to them a lot of things. We see that after the resurrection of Christ, the disciples became convinced that Jesus indeed was the promised Messiah and he was indeed the Son of God. So we see that the resurrection was a big thing for our Christian uh, faith because there are many religions out there, but the Christian religion or the Christianity that we know today is made possible and it's made believable by the fact that Jesus was born, Jesus lived on this earth, Jesus died and was crucified, but on the third day, Jesus rose again. And we believe that Jesus ascended to the Father. And as we speak, he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And one day, he will come back. And when he comes back, it will be a glorious time for us who believe because we are going to spend eternity with him. But we believe that until he comes back, our role, our mandate is for us to spread the gospel here on earth. Our mandate is to spread the gospel from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. The mandate that Jesus has left his disciples with us is to tell the good news to everybody, the good news of salvation. So we know that this time for the disciples after the resurrection was an important time for them as well during this time. So we going after the disciples and learning after them, we believe as well that this time that we're living in is the time where we have a mandate. And our mandate is simple. Go out, be my witnesses in Jerusalem first, in Samaria, in Judea, and the ends of the earth. And we see over this book of Acts, we see and recognize that after the resurrection and after the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we see a different kind of disciples. We see the disciples who became real disciples of Jesus Christ, who never doubted. We see the disciples who didn't have fear. We see the disciples who were willing to die for their faith. We see the disciples who became bold and who shared the good news even under hostile situations. We saw the disciples who grew in knowledge and in understanding of the word of God because at some point they didn't understand when Jesus was talking about the kingdom of God. 
And after the resurrection and after touching the Messiah, after seeing him in his glory, they realized that indeed the word of God that was said by our prophets and by our ancestors is indeed true and has been fulfilled through Jesus Christ. We see a community that stopped arguing over small things and started praying earnestly for one another. They grew in love for one another. We see a a group of disciples that grew in relationship with one another. They grew in sacrifice because as we're going to read over the coming few weeks, we'll see that they were sharing everything that they owned so that there were no poor people amongst them. We see a group of people who stood by each other's side. They grew in their prayer lifestyle, in their fellowship, in their courage. The Bible tells us that they grew also in diversity because at some point they believed that the good news was only for the Jews. But their eyes were opened and they realized that God indeed doesn't have favors and doesn't have favoritism. His kingdom is open for males and females, for Jews and Gentiles, black and white, Indian and colors, for everybody. The kingdom of heaven is open as long as we believe and we have faith in him. So we see that they grew in diversity. We see that they performed many miracles through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We see that they suffered for saving the Messiah. They suffered for saving Christ. And this is a tough topic that we're going to be dealing with. Are we willing to suffer for saving Christ? Are we willing to suffer in the name of Jesus? And you see, suffering, as we see in the book of Acts, brought about maturity in all the disciples. They grew in their maturity. They knew better how to deal with conflict. Another conversation and another topic that we're going to be tackling, conflict resolution and resolving it in the Jesus way, in the Jesus manner, and how to do it in a healthy way. We see disciples who matured in how they resolved conflict. And also we see a group of people who, after sharing the gospel, they kept on growing in numbers. And when I say they grew in numbers, I'm not saying there were 100 and then there were 150. No, there were 120 in the upper room. Peter goes out, shares the gospel, and shares the good news of Jesus Christ, and the Bible tells us thousands of them, thousands of them were added. And this thousands uh, uh, people being added is a theme that we see in the book of Acts happening regularly. Every time they share the gospel, thousands believe, thousands believe. So we see that it's a group of people that grew in number. So from the ascension time of Jesus Christ to Paul ending ending up in Rome, being in prison, the book of Acts tells us the events that happened. And these events were true, and these events took place, and they are factual. Here is a fascinating thing. From chapter 1 of the book of Acts to chapter 28 of the book of Acts, this period is about 30 years of events that took place. And I want you to wrap around to wrap your head around that, that the events that you are going to read about over this series happened over a period of 30 years. And in 30 years, 
You can imagine how many people came to accept the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. How many people were passionate and started living for God? How many people were transformed radically in their lives and started living radical lives? One of the conversations we're going to talk about is radical lives. How are we becoming radical people in the name of Christ? How do we live radical lives in saving Christ? So, what am I hoping that we'll learn and we'll get out of the book of Acts? I'm hoping that we'll see, after we finish this series, that the book of Acts is about ordinary people like myself and like you. This is the biggest thing that I want you to remember as we go along in this series. It is a book written about the events that took place and about a community of people who were ordinary but who were willing to be used by God and who were willing to serve God in everything that they were doing. When you look at these characters, characters like Peter, who had flaws of many kinds, who have limitations of many kinds, but being used mightily by God. So I don't want us to go into this series and thinking that these were just the apostles and they had the Holy Spirit and they spent time with Jesus and that's why they could do the things they did. No, these were ordinary men and women who did the things that we are told they did through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. What I want us to learn out of this and what I want us to see is that when we look at the speed in which God was working through the hearts of the apostles and how over the time when Jesus came and chose them and until they saved him and died, that God works in the hearts of people, ordinary people, at the speed in which they allow him to do so. God works in the hearts of people at the speed in which we allow him to do so. Again, the Apostle Peter, we see that he had many weaknesses. He promised Christ that he was going to die for him and he denied him. We see him going to the Gentiles and treating them like non-humans. We see him being confronted by Paul. We see him doing many things that revealed that he was just an ordinary person who was being used by Christ. And yet we see the amazing grace of Christ. Christ still choosing a flawed and limited person like him and choosing him to be such a big character that we know today. So I want us to look at this as we go in as a people who have yes flaws Yes, who are limited, but who are not outside the grace of God and who are not outside being used by God himself. So in one of the preaches that we had in, the, in this past few months, I remember Jen spoke about Acts 1 when she was talking about the Holy Spirit and when she was talking about Pentecost. And in her preach, she mentioned that um, as the Holy Spirit came on Pentecost, it found the disciples on lockdown. They had their own kind of lockdown. And it is my prayer that as we go through this series and we feel the lockdown that we're experiencing today, where we feel disempowered, we feel disillusioned, 
we feel fearful. We don't know the certainty of our future. It is my prayer that like the disciples who went into lockdown feeling disillusioned, but when they received the Holy Spirit in the upper room, in their lockdown, they left the upper room and went to face the community, face society as empowered people. It is my prayer that when we leave this lockdown, when it finishes, our hearts will be refreshed, our spirits will be, re uh, our souls and spirit will be refreshed, and we will leave our lockdown empowered people. People ready to live for Christ. People ready to do things differently. People ready to embrace the future that we don't know how it's going to look like, but confident because we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. So I'm hoping that all of us are going to ask ourselves this question. How am I going to come out of this lockdown? Am I going to come out of this lockdown disillusioned? Or like the disciples, once I believe and once I know that I'm empowered through the Holy Spirit, I can go out and face the future boldly and with courage. So how are we going to leave this lockdown? The key verse that, that I can say covers the entire book of Acts, we find it in the first chapter of this book in verse 8, and it reads as follows. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere you go, in Johannesburg, Jerusalem, throughout Limpopo, throughout uh, uh, Pumalanga, Judea, throughout Deben, Samaria, and the ends of the earth all over the world. After lockdown, I'm hoping that we will feel empowered. And we're going to ask ourselves, where is my Jerusalem? Where is my Jerusalem where I'm going to have an impact? Where is my Judea and Samaria? Where, like Philip, I can go and speak to the Ethiopian eunuch and I can share the gospel with him and he can be baptized and he can go and share the gospel with other people in Ethiopia and like wildfire spread it across the world. So I'm hoping that we're going to ask ourselves as empowered people after going through this series, where is my Jerusalem? What is going to be my Samaria? Is it going to be my workplace? Is it going to be in my family? Is it going to be in my community where I live? Is it going to be amongst my friends? Where is it going to be? My Jerusalem. My Jerusalem where I share the gospel. My Jerusalem where I advance the kingdom of God. My Jerusalem where I live radically for Christ. Where I'll say like the Apostle Paul, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So it is my prayer that as we finish this series and as we come out of this lockdown of ours, we're going to come out empowered people. Oh, I'm so excited about this series. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. I see God using us. I see God renewing and refreshing our hearts. You know, the past five months hasn't been easy to all of us. But I see God moving and working in our hearts through this series.
preparing us for the future that lies ahead of us. As much as the future is uncertain, as much as the future was uncertain for these disciples who were empowered by the Holy Spirit, they still went out boldly. They still went out with courage. They still went out with excitement. They still went out convinced about the gospel of Jesus Christ. They still went out saying, indeed, he was the son of God. Indeed, he remains the son of God. And after they saw him ascend to heaven, like them, the disciples on that mountain, may we be convinced and not just convinced, but may our convinced hearts be filled with conviction. And may we serve him until our last breath. So do this for me. I want you to imagine this for me. Close your eyes and imagine this for me. You are sitting around a fire with 12 people. And there is load shedding everywhere. And it's a never-ending load shedding. Outside, it's cold, like this week has been for most of us. And outside, it's dark. And the people outside, they yearn for the light and the warmth that you are sitting around as the 12 people. And I want you to imagine the 12 of you having a conversation about each picking up a flame of fire and going to shade with some of the people outside. And those people receiving that flame and going to gather their own 12 people, giving them warmth and giving them light. And those 12 people taking their flames and fire and passing it on to other people. And so on and so on. I want you to imagine how at the end of the day, the entire city has been lit up, load shedding not being felt, and darkness removed because 12 people decided to share their light with those outside. And from house to house, from body to body, the light passes to one person to the next. I want you to imagine the book of Acts as us being filled by the Holy Spirit, being energized by the Holy Spirit, taking the light that is within us and sharing it with others. And that light guiding them in every step that they take and them sharing that light with others because that's the mandate that our Lord Jesus Christ, who's the light unto our path, who lights our path, Jesus, the light of the world, who said to us, you, the church, are a city on a hill. You are the light of the world. You are salt of the world. I want you to imagine this picture every time we go through the series. Imagine yourself as a light carrier, as a mobile temple who's going to impact lives and who's going to share his or her light with others who find themselves in darkness, who find themselves in need of light to shine in their lives. In the name of Jesus. Hey, I'm so excited for this. 
Because when this light works in our lives, our inward journey is going to be improved. And our outward journey definitely improved because whatever happens inside is going to overflow outside amongst those that we are with. And those that we are with are going to take the journey forward to others. You know, when we began, when we began this year, we said we were pilgrims on a journey who are working on their inward journey who are working on their outward journey and who are working on their forward journey. And the book of Acts is going to offer us exactly that. It's going to offer us an opportunity to work in our inward journeys, to work in our outward journeys, and to work in our forward journeys as we spread the gospel everywhere. So as I close, I want to ask you this, really, this question. Are you ready? Are you willing? To be used by God and are you willing to receive this invitation to go on this journey with God so that he can light that fire in you and he can keep that fire burning through the Holy Spirit Father in the name of Jesus I pray for us as a community of people like the disciples who are in lockdown Lord may you help us to use this time of the lockdown to have our hearts refreshed, to have our hearts renewed, to have our spirit and our souls filled up again so that we can come out of this lockdown as a new people, as a new community, as a community that's going to be radical in our thinking, that is going to be prophetic in our behavior, that is going to be radical in how we love one another, in how we treat one another. Lord, walk with us as we go in this series. In the name of Jesus, we invite you, Lord. We don't tell you, but we ask you, bless us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, bless us. Bless us. Bless us. Amen and amen. Hey, following Jesus, I'm so excited about this series. You're going to see different faces as well as we go through this series, as is the norm here at Following Jesus. The pastor is not the only person who can share the word of God. We are a community of believers and we are a priesthood of believers. So I'm excited and I hope this introduction has excited you. Until we see you again, Izo, Izo, Shosho, Shap, Shap.